Hello. Hey, party people. And welcome to Killer Crime and Sister (laughs) Time. What are you doing? I'm trying to adjust, but my legs hurt. Oh my God. (laughs) You're fine. Liberty made me work out yesterday and do legs after I did legs the day before. Um, It was like a whole body. It's not like I forced her to just do more legs. Okay, but she did. And now I think my legs are going to fall off. So I think you're going to be okay. I don't. You don't know that strong feeling. You don't know that. Yeah. Anyway, so Liberty is in um, Missouri, and I know we said we were going. I know we said we were going to record an episode uh, before she got here, but then um, she traveled a lot, and then it was a long day. She had she instantly gets in my car and starts crying, so she did not have a good time. That was so scary. I've never traveled by myself before. I almost (laughs) missed my flight, and then was stranded in Texas. And yeah, it was just scary. It was it was a scary experience, but we figured it out because obviously I'm here. So yeah, she made it. I made it. But anyway, so that just caused a lot of postponement in our lives. So here we are. Yeah. Um. Sorry about it. Not really. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am. I don't like to do things late. So. <laughs> so like that's our bad. Yeah. Um. And we but... should be back on track this week. Yeah. And so we'll still record Sunday. You'll just get really a lot of episodes this week. You're just getting like a rush of episodes, kind of all in a short period of time. Exactly. But, but that's okay. You're gonna be fine. okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Um. It's gonna be fantastic. It is. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Let me pull up my notes. So our thing this week was killer clowns. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Oh, also, um, I just want to say that this is like, has absolutely not a thing to do with the episode, but my husband left for a month and he wrecked his car like two days before leaving (laughs) and so now I've been having to take care of literally everything for him while he's gone because um like he's in the middle of the desert and he can't do it himself and I'm really mad about it but it's fine we're fine so that's an exciting adventure as well while I've been here I've been adulting and I don't think I like it so yeah makes you feel any better I mean, this isn't going to make you feel any better, but I mean, I'm going on a trip to Mexico, so. That I'm, does not make me, that does nothing I'm for me. I'm so excited. I've never been out of the country before. <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> but did it make you feel better? No. <laughs> we're recording, right? Yeah, we're recording. Okay. I just didn't see the flashing light. Like oh, okay, recording. <laughs> I got a little worried. I was like, we've just been talking to ourselves. That's Aqua Taco. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. We're doing anyway, but we're recording it while we talk to yeah, ourselves. But they listen to us. So it's different. <laughs> okay, so as previously stated, we're doing killer clowns. Um, and for my portion, I did um Sheila Keen. <laughs> Which I had never heard of, but then as I started researching it, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've never heard of this either. Yeah. Okay, so here's what happened. So Sheila, or okay, 
I should just actually read my notes um, instead of trying to free ball it here. So <laughs> the story comes from Florida in the 90s, which already is probably a wild ride. Right. Um, Anything coming from Florida. Yeah. And let alone in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. It just gets worse over time. It does. Yeah. Um, so the story opens up on May 26, 1990, when Sheila Keen purchased a clown outfit and drove to her lover's house um that's kinky (laughs) (laughs) it ends up just being murdery so so not sexy not sexy it's not a sexy thing didn't think so (laughs) unless someone's like really into clowns and murder i don't think that's anyone's king you never know bro i mean i guess um so marlene warren which was michael warren's wife aka Sheila's lover um so Marlene Warren Michael's wife answers the door um and she finds a clown with a bouquet and balloons um allegedly she says oh how sweet before she answers the door because like you think oh someone sent me like a A nice clown nice little clown which would not be nice for me no like, don't ever send me a fucking clown. don't ever send me a fucking I'm gonna be so mad I about- know you hate clowns I already don't answer the door for strangers like because I just I don't know I, I can't I'm a child and I just refuse to answer You're the door I, I'm a grown adult but mm-hmm. I am a child and I refuse to answer the door for strangers like I will army crawl across the floor <laughs> and pretend I'm not here rather than let someone know that I am home and oh I heard them God. knock um but <laughs> let alone if it was a clown like you're gonna have to find a different way to kill me because I'm just not answering the door. For so clowns. yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, um, she answers the door. She says, "Oh, how sweet." Um, on the one on one of the balloons, it said, "You're the greatest," and so she probably thought, like, "Oh, someone was like a coworker or something." So yeah, a cute little yeah. Exactly. Yes. So. Marlene, who's 40, answers the door and the clown instantly pulls out a gun and shoots Marlene point blank in the face. Jesus. Yeah. So Marlene's son was home when this occurred and he tried to save both his, he tried both to save his mother and to chase after the clown um, and was unfortunately not successful in either pursuit. Yikes. Yeah, it's a real fucking bummer. Yeah, it is. Um, and Marlene ended up passing away after fighting for her life for two days, um, in the hospital. So one moment. Yes. Was the lover the husband or the wife? Was it? It's Michael's lover. Sheila is Michael's lover. And then Michelle is just. Is the Marlene is the wife's name. And Marlene is, is Michael's wife. Is the wife. Okay. Sheila's the lover. Yes. Michael's the husband. Yes. Marlene's the wife. Got it. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces here. There is, but we got it now. Yeah. Okay. So the initial investigation, um, police started looking into the situation, um, and it's always the fucking spouse. So of course they look at Michael Right. and they hear rumors that Michael who owns a used car lot called Bargain Motors of fucking course. He's a sleazy, like, used car lot salesman. Right, um, Was having an affair with one of his ex-employees, ex-wives, which, as we know, is Sheila. Is Sheila. Um, and 
uh, eventually when the police questioned Michael, he claimed to have no idea who would do this and informed them that he was on Miami to a horse. He was on his way to Miami to a horse race at the time of the incident, which like, okay, they didn't ask that right but cool cool cool. they asked you know who would do this and and you You gave an alibi yeah and you gave an alibi so weird flex yeah um he also suggested that maybe it was an angry tenant because he and marlene owned 17 rental properties and marlene managed them so she was the one you know evicting tenants and dealing with any issues they may have so he was like oh well maybe one of them was like really pissed that she evicted them or something um but from what i saw the the police like didn't really go down this route and instead they focused on finding the car and where the balloons and suit were purchased from that's kind of a good idea though yeah i mean that's definitely where i would have gone after questioning the husband because it's exactly always the husband or wife sorry (laughs) yawning 99 percent of the time right um so Obviously, we know Michael owned a used car lot, so he had access to a lot of vehicles, but he said that, so the vehicle was a Chrysler that Mm -hmm. the clown drove up in, and he said he didn't deal with Chryslers. He was like, I don't purchase them and resell them, so that Mm -hmm. wasn't me. Okay. Um, But a rental, there was a rental car business next door, and they did deal with Chryslers, and a couple had rented the car in question from the dealer or from the rental car business and they were wanting to return it. So they like, you know, called the rental car business, but they accidentally called Michael's business instead. And instead of being like, Oh no, sorry, you have the wrong number. Somebody at Michael's business, whoever answered told them to leave the rental car outside of the gate to the rental uh car place and leave the keys under the visor so instead of being like oh actually you want to call this, this number yeah, yeah this is the wrong place they were like oh no go ahead and just leave it at the gate over there and put the keys under the visor so a random couple that is not related to this rented the car and then they were told to return it outside yes that's okay yes odd yeah yes sus 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 as fuck fuck. (laughs) (laughs) that was not scripted (laughs) um so they did this thinking you know that this is what the rental car company wanted them to do and the vehicle was taken from that spot um and found eight miles from the warren home with wig fibers and strands of brown hair after the shooting of marlene yikes um and then in my notes i have a little sus that they didn't tell them they had the wrong number but what do i know (laughs) (laughs) but we've already gone into that so um and then as for the other items like the flowers and stuff um employees at a local grocery store called police after hearing about the shooting to inform them that a woman matching Sheila Keen's description had purchased flowers and balloons only 90 minutes before the shooting well I'm glad they said something a lot of people don't even think about it right but 
to add on top of this, um, employees at a local costume shop also described a woman buying a clown costume that looked like Sheila. Both these employees and the grocery store employees picked Sheila out of a photo lineup shortly after the murder. Yikes. Yeah. So we were like. So they're narrowing it down quickly. Yeah. Okay. And like, you would think, oh, like they got this in the bag. Right. Um, No. In May of 1991, around a year after the murder of Marlene, a detective declared there was enough evidence to arrest Sheila, but prosecutors fearing double jeopardy problems in the future didn't want to risk it and said there wasn't enough physical evidence yet but there's two people who pointed out of a lineup right but i don't think dna was too hot around then so they didn't want like it to be thrown out because there wasn't quote-unquote dna DNA evidence right and then they can't try her again in the future if anything comes up uh, and so like i get that like strategic move but there's also like could they not have tested the brown hair they found in the car? Um, I just don't think that DNA was there yet. Uh, I see. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So anyway, this is what prosecutors said. They were worried about that. So the same summer that investigators spoke to the family's attorney for Michael uh, Warren mm-hmm. and Marlene Warren's family attorney, um, and the attorney said that Michael had asked him an odd question, um, which was, quote, what happens to a woman's estate if her husband kills her? Yeah. What? Yeah. Which, if you think that somebody is going to harm themselves or harm another individual, you're allowed to report Break. that person. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what this attorney, why this attorney held on to that information. Yeah, aren't you allowed to break fucking weird hypothetical? So, I just, I don't know. Um, So, anyway, so the attorney answered this question and said if it couldn't be traced to the husband, he could keep the money. Michael then also asked how to get away with murder, to which the attorney answered. Oh, my God. Which I would be like, yo, I think this line of questioning is tremendously inappropriate. Yeah, so I'm not going to answer. So I'm just not going to answer that. So no. Um, not going to assist you in a crime here. I don't yeah. know. Jesus so anyway, this fucking attorney answers and says, to make sure that the killer cannot be identified, such as wearing a clown costume. Yeah. Yeah. He asked this before the murder? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. And the attorney gave these answers. So he helped him. Basically, yeah. Inadvertently. Yeah. But still, I wouldn't have answered, like, I wouldn't have answered these questions. I would have been like, that's weird that you're asking me that. Yeah. I feel uncomfortable. That's really odd that. Yeah. And then that happens. I wonder if the attorney knew when he saw the news. Maybe. I don't know. But it seems like, from what I was reading, it seemed like the attorney didn't come out and tell the cops this. It seemed like the cops had just, like, questioned the attorney. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you know, Michael did ask me some weird questions about murdering your wife. Like, you know, not. What the fuck was everyone thinking? <laughs> I don't know. So anyone. So so anyone. So anyway. anyway. <laughs> after um, the murder of Marlene, Michael 
ends up getting arrested for odometer fraud and racketeering in 1992. What does that mean? So it's a federal crime okay. to tick back. You know, the odometer in a car which tells you how many miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's elite. It's a federal crime to like change the odometer oh. to make it look like there's less miles, you know? Oh, and he has a used car dealership. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he, was, so doing he that. was doing that and racketeering. Um, and in 1992 is when he was arrested for that. And um, he was, but, and it was like a 10 year sentence or something like that. Yeah. But he was released on good behavior in 1997. Um, and he just went on to le- live a normal life. Okay. Um, eventually he married Sheila. Mm. How fun. How fun. Um, and, in, and that happened in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved to Tennessee where people knew her as Debbie, which is like Why would fucking you your name? fucking sus. Why do you have something to hide? Yeah. If you didn't do anything wrong, I don't really you understand. Yeah. So their friends knew nothing of their time in Florida about their previous marriages or Michael's time in prison. Great. So they just, you know, they were just fresh start. They just lied yeah. about their lives. They just moved okay. to Florida or they moved to Tennessee and lied about everything. But then in 2013, the police department received a federal grant and they were able to reopen a bunch of new or a bunch of old investigations that were now cold cases. Yeah. And they reopened Marlene's murder. Good. As they should. Yes. Um, At this time, they were able to DNA test the brown hair. Oh, you know, that might have been it. Why they didn't test the hair in the first place. They didn't have enough money to do so. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah. So anyway, they're able to DNA test the brown hair that had been left in the Chrysler, and they matched it to Sheila, who had given DNA in the initial investigation. Okay. So, but yeah, it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) We know it's her. So, fun fact, um, on September 26th of 2017. Oh, shit. It's recent. Yeah. It's real recent. um, Police caught up with Sheila Keen Warren and Michael Warren. Sheila asked, like, immediately, they pull her over, um, and she instantly goes, am I under arrest? And the police say, yep, you are. And then she she goes, is Michael under arrest? And they told her, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Sheila is facing the death penalty because it's Florida, and they do that there. Um, And if she is convicted... If she is convicted, but she is pleading not guilty, okay. of course. Of course. Um, as of March 30th, 2021, Sheila and her attorneys are asking for her to be able to be home on house arrest until the trial, which is set for September of this year. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens, but it seems like a pretty much slam dunk case. Like there's nothing. Um, going. You know, now they've matched the DNA evidence. They still have those eyewitness reports. They have those eyewitness reports. And it's really, really eyewitness testimony is like inherently kind of iffy because, you know, like the power of suggestion and time and stuff like can really mess exactly. with it. But they have the reports from the 1990. So they have a written statement. Yeah. Okay. Like from when it happened, they have those statements from those people. So good. that's good. Yes. Um, Marlene's mother is so happy to hear that an arrest has finally been made in her daughter's murder. So, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see, um, see if it happens in September. I know right now there's a lot of like trials that are not happening. 
um, because of COVID. Right. But, you know, I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah. If you get jury duty right now, is it on Zoom? Um, some places just straight up aren't doing jury trials. And waiting until COVID's And waiting over. until COVID's over. It's like so, you can't get a full read of a case unless you're in there. Right. And, like, there's so much that goes into, like, you know, like, body language of the um, witness. Yeah. And, and, you know, so it's just, like, it's kind of hard to, like, do something like that over Zoom or exactly. whatever platform. So. Nope. Totally. Yeah. I think we'll just have to see. Um, I did get my sources from the Sun Centennial no sun sentinel i can't read i'm sorry um and west palm beach tv uh articles so yeah okay that was crazy never heard about that one but dude same and i was like how have i never heard of this yeah okay so i'm just gonna tell you my sources now because i'm gonna forget of course Um, my sources for mine are crime museum fun new website i found love that and this just says biography so biography.com okay so yeah uh those are my sources um i chose john wayne gacy a classic of course the most famous killer clown ever you ever did see also this whole thing reminded me of 2016 when people would run around the cities in clown costumes yes when i like googled like killer clown cases it literally popped up with tons of articles from 2016 of people like was that a thing in pullman you were in college yeah i don't know if like there were any actual confirmed sightings but i was an ra at the time and i remember my residence freaking out and i was like okay y'all need to chill like they're four <laughs> freshmen away from home and okay i know but like there wasn't any real sightings and also we were like in the like we're in the dorm you can't get in the dorm without a key card and so i was just like you guys like right please chill for like they're like in my room like screaming and i'm like i need you to stop <laughs> it's okay when i was in pullman on a visit i saw captain america I saw a teenage, he assumed he was like a 20 year old boy dressed up as Captain America walking the streets. When you said that at first, I was like, like you saw the movie? No. When I texted John, I was like, I just saw Captain America. He goes, Did you actually see like Chris Evans? And I was like, No, I saw a 20 year old boy dressed up as Captain America, probably high as fuck, walking down the streets of Pullman. So it's weird too, because it's not like you were there for Halloween. No, not at all, which is going to be hella fun, by the way. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, legally, legal fun, of course. Naturally. Yeah. So I chose to do John Wayne Gacy and he went under like two names of his clowns. So he was also Pogo the clown and or Patches the clown. So automatically creepy. creepy. Yeah. So he was born March 17th in 1942 and he killed 33 young men and boys in the 70s. Yeah, that's a lot. So he was known for her so he was actually like really big in like uh charity events in his community he threw barbecues he threw like block parties he had a successful construction business he was like a very like community oriented guy he had a wife two biological kids and two stepdaughters it's always the pillar of the community that's doing it i know well it's because that's how they like keep hide themselves right so he had two kids and two bio or two biological kids and two stepdaughters, and he also was married twice and divorced twice. I mean, I think the wife, the second wife, divorced him after everything came out, as she should. Right. So, the, okay, the first article I read said he had a normal childhood, but had um, say like sexual sadist tendencies from a young age. 
creepy. But then another thing I read said that the dad was abusive and beat the mom and that like all the kids got beatings from the John Wayne Gacy's dad, but they all got used to it. And John Wayne Gacy just stopped crying. And like, you know, he just kind of like just sat there and like was like emotionally numb. Oh, which probably so creepy. Yeah, which probably fed the sexual sadism. Right. Um, he had a congenital heart condition as a kid. I'm not sure if you can grow out of those, but it didn't mention it as an adult. All I know is he had a congenital heart condition as a kid that affected, he couldn't really play with the kids at school. Got right, like he can't on. run and stuff. Yeah, he yeah. knew he was gay a long time. I mean, most gay people know they're gay for a long time. Like, yeah. It's not like it's something you can choose. So. Right. Um, so 1968, he was convicted for sexually assaulting a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. But I also read another article mentioning that it was two boys but I don't, there was a lot of different information on this one thing. Right. So I just kind of went off of the biography one in the crime museum because they both had matching. I often feel too, like with those situations that it's like, it, like you don't get all the information with sexual assault because people don't want to come, come out forward. about it. Yeah. It's like Jeffrey Dahmer because yeah. he sexually assaulted only two people in the military came out about it, but you know, there was more. Right. Exactly. And then especially with men. So he was convicted for sexually assaulting a teenage boy. He was sentenced for like five to 10 years or something like that, but got released in 1970 on parole. Good behavior, shit like that. Yeah. Um, He got arrested again for sexual assault, but the charges got dropped. And this is when he started like killing. Yikes. So um, let's make sure I'm following a good. Yeah. And um, so he did. Uh, clown acts for charitable events and for birthday parties and shit so he yeah he was just creepy he was a member of the jolly joker clown club ew why <laughs> why are clown clubs a thing <laughs> yeah i'm sorry if you live dressing up as a clown and it brings you joy but it brings me fear and it i bring, hate it it so. brings me fear so <laughs> Um, there wasn't a lot of, like, information of, like, during the killings. Most of it comes out after. So we jump ahead to 1978, where, um, a victim, Robert Priest, was reported missing. And when new, so he went to Gacy for a construction job because he heard Gacy was hiring. So the ruse, a big ruse that Gacy had was that he was always hiring for construction. And it was always young, fit teenage boys, right? Well, he then kidnapped them. Seems so. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, he, Robert Priest was reported missing, um, by his parents, I believe, because I think he was, he was young. Like, so he was, like, still a kid. He was, like, 15, 16, I think. Oh, poor baby. Um, yeah, so he then was reported missing, and his parents, or whoever reported him missing, but I'm pretty sure I read it was his parents, they said that he was on his way to Gacy's house to go talk about a job, and so the last person to see him was Gacy. So the police got a warrant and discovered 20 nine boys near or in his house oh my god buried under because he was a construction business and 29 29 and four others found near the des plains river i need to know like he had a whole ass family was no one like a little suspicious of all the digging um well and the smell so he told right he told house guests and his wife that it was just a buildup of moisture that he couldn't fix you own a construction business. If you can't fix that, 
they just he you're just, just not good he just convinced him he couldn't fix it he said it was beyond like he said they'd have to like redo foundations and shit like that like yeah that's what he convinced i'd be like okay redo the foundation it smells like fucking asshole in here yeah like i don't i i can't live w- like dead bodies are like a sickly sweet thing if i like you know exactly. from what i've heard so that's gross exactly and i don't need that so in 1977, we're going to backtrack a year, someone went to the police and said he was kidnapped and raped by Gacy, but the claim never got followed up. Well, because he's a pillar of the community. Yeah, like, I couldn't fucking tell you why, but it right. didn't. And a lot of people had suspicions about him. Like, neighborhood people had suspicions about him, but no one said anything. Well, yeah, because he dressed up like a fucking clown and pretended to be a good guy. That's just creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> so, he tried to plea insanity, but no one fell for it. And... Yeah, so he was found guilty for 33 murders and died by lethal injection in May 10th, 1994. Um, I didn't know they put him to death. Mm -hmm. They also found a witness, from what I read, they found a witness who claimed he admitted to 30 of the murders. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, He was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um... She's looking at something. Yeah, I was trying to see. (laughs) I was trying to find some more good information. So he lured his victims, like I said, with the promise of construction work or some other ruse, then captured, sexually assaulted, tortured, and even strangled most of them with his hands or with rope, which shows uh, power control issues this man had. And he got off on killing them. Like a lot of people get off on like, the before stuff like the torture right and then kill them to get rid of the evidence but like like um strangling people with like is like personal yeah i was gonna say that's like super personal that's personal and shooting people in the face is actually considered very personal too really yes because i feel like with strangulation because you can like feel it the life yeah yeah and like see it like i feel like that makes sense but i feel like shooting is just so like it's considered overkill yeah overkill is personal oh okay yes overkill is considered personal because that shows rage and especially in women like with your case like women don't usually kill because a lot of male men that kill it's sexually motivated like right. i would i would beg or i would like to argue that over 50 percent of killings by men is sexually motivated right and um except you know i think i don't know i feel like a lot of men on men crime isn't but at the same time you never know because we still live in a society where it's like oh you're weird if you're gay yeah even though like you know we know it's not but for some reason that's the pressure yeah um but yeah i would like to argue that over 50 percent of male killings is sexually motivated and women kill because of rage or passion and yeah like sheila king killed because of rage and passion yeah i don't know i she wanted to be the only woman in michael's life exactly and i know i bet women i know some woman at some point in time has killed because of sexual pleasure but i I just have never read an article on it honestly right i also feel a lot of people for sheila keen since michael was asking about the life insurance so he she did it it. yeah he planned it she did it for passion because she quote-unquote loves him or because he asked her to yeah well i know but you have to love somebody to do that right because (laughs) if if someone was like hey will you kill this person i mean no matter who it was i'd say no because exactly um 
I mean, no. Um, but like, I'd have to really love you if I was going to do that. So yeah, for real. I love John and yeah, but no, I wouldn't <laughs> kill someone for Will. No, I would not kill sorry, someone babe. for John. I'm not sorry. But yeah. So years later during a conversation with detectives, um, Gacy discussed his work as a clown remarking clowns can get away with murder, <laughs> which in both of these instances, <laughs> he did for a while. Yeah. Which is weird as fuck. Dude, the fact that she got away with murder for, like, 30 years nearly. Yeah. Like, with all that evidence, too. Like, the eyewitness testimony. Like, it's just wild. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, this is the article where it mentions in 1968, Gacy was convicted of sexually assaulting two teen boys, given a 10-year printed sentence, Mm -hmm. then was let out in the 70s. Um, By the middle of the 1970s, two more young males accused Gacy of rape. And he would be questioned by the police about the differences of others. And he, Gacy referred to this period of his life as his cruising years when he committed most of the murders. Ew, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, so 10 days later, a police... So 10 days after Robert Priest went missing, a police search of Gacy's house in North Park, Illinois, uncovered evidence of his involvement in numerous crimes, including murder. Um, he committed his first murder in 1972. And... Yeah, after a lengthy period of police surveillance and investigation and the discovery of several trenches filled with human remains in the crawl space beneath the house, Gacy confessed to killing about 30 people. Damn. Yeah. Um, let me find, let me look at this one more article because it mentioned souvenirs he had. Um, I feel like taking souvenirs is such a bold strategy, like instant, like connection back to you but that's how they relive their crimes like sexual sadists have to keep souvenirs because that's how they relive it and once those souvenirs become less important to them that's when they kill again when they can't relive the fantasy i feel like a bau profiler (laughs) you okay spencer reed yeah for real when they can't relive the fantasy of the murder anymore or it doesn't sexually excite them that's when they kill again i know but like it just feels like such a bad criminal move. <laughs> it is a very bad criminal move, but they are more concerned with getting off, obviously, because they're willing to kill for like, an orgasm. I was like, that is obvious, yes. Yeah, they're willing to kill for an orgasm. <laughs> like, weird flex, but okay. But okay. <laughs> Jesus. And they say men are superior. Sure. <laughs> okay. No offense to our male listeners, but a little a bit of offense. <laughs> so during night, so this was a case of... Um, the community thinking that it was Gacy. So during 1975, one of the teenagers who worked for Gacy disappeared and his parents pleaded with Chicago police to investigate him, but they never did because he was well-respected and admired by the police. Um, This would not be the last time worried parents and officials asked or asked officials to review Gacy as a suspect, but no one listened. yeah i think that's so infuriating they're like no he's well liked like i don't give a shit yeah exactly well liked people do shitty things too exactly so what the following year when robert priest who who was 15 i was right had gone missing they uh they had gone to gacy's home to ask about his job to ask about a job at the construction company 
Um, the time the Des, Des Plains police got involved in search Casey's home, they found a class ring and clothing for much smaller individuals and other suspicious items. Upon further investigation, officers discovered that the ring belonged to a teenage boy who was missing, and they found a witness who claimed Gacy had admitted, had admitted to killing up to 30 people. What witness wasn't... Didn't, didn't say something. If I knew someone and they were like, yeah, you know, I've just like murdered 30 people. I'd be like, what? what? Oh. Okay. And then I would go <laughs> tell someone. Yeah. After backing away slowly and sprinting to my vehicle. Yeah. So whoever that was, uh, kindly fuck you because three more people died after that. Unless yeah. he hadn't killed the three others or unless he'd already killed the three others would only admitted to 30 who yeah. knows also i would just like to say that that photo liberty just had a photo up of john wayne gacy and he doesn't even look like a fun clown no he looks like, like, he a, looks scary... like a murdery clown yeah he looks so, like a murder clown i just i don't know man i mean maybe i think maybe i'm biased maybe i think all clowns look like murder clowns but yeah <laughs> yep all clowns look like murder clowns i had a clown come at me at the fair one time and I come was, at you i mean i didn't really i mean it was just walking towards me <laughs> but to me that's a sign of like, aggression from clowns <laughs> they're a whole different breed that's Ooh. not they're like their own yeah that's i don't a sign know. Of aggression. <laughs> it was scary it was making balloon animals and shit i was like get out of here <laughs> You're right of throwbows. With your polluting ass balloons. <laughs> God, dolphins are choking on that shit. And you're just making fun animals over here. Like, what? It was, yeah, they're scary. I don't know. I mean, I agree. But the fact that you just said that clown was coming at you when he just existed is like... <laughs> you, your existence is a threat to me. <laughs> your existence is a threat. That's factual. No cap, all facts. So, yeah there's that oh goodness okay <laughs> well <laughs> thank you guys for listening yeah. um now you know that <laughs> if you're a clown we automatically see you as a threat yeah. so i'm sorry don't but... come at me don't come at... don't at me um i do carry self-defense tools <laughs> so don't come near me so yeah so yeah, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for not yelling at us about our late episode. I mean, it's not like you can really yell at us. But, yeah, you know, I mean, like you could try. My mom yelled at me. So she did. She did. She did. I think she she bugs me more about this podcast than Sydney does. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just so busy. I worked so much last weekend that when it got to Sunday, I was like, Sydney, I cannot today. She like, did. I just worked all weekend. Like, I really cannot. And I was like, I understand a good mental health day. Yeah. So. I needed I didn't even get a mental health day I worked six hours on Sunday yeah and they asked me to stay later and I was like I'm so sorry but I I was like oh I have an afternoon church service <laughs> you did not I totally did you were the worst and then I got home and mom set up a cute little easter egg account for me so oh, and, that's it was, nice. and it was all dollar bills Ooh. so like it was 20 dollar bills in an egg nice in eggs yeah so it was a money hunt I sent mom it's not or a TikTok and it was like of a girl 
And she was like, my mom told me, I'm leaving my mom's house because she told me she doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> and the mom was like, that's not what I said. And she's like, what did you say then? <laughs> what did you say? And she's like, I told you you're too old for an Easter mask. <laughs> it's the same thing. And she's like, that's the same thing. So I sent that to mom and she told me that <laughs> she'd give me an Easter basket, any yeah. Easter in there. We got you a couple Easter presents. Yeah, that's true. I do need to thank her for that. Yeah. Um, thanks, mom. Yeah um so yeah uh listener episode our english <laughs> is hard our listener i did a lot of homework today okay our <laughs> listener stories episode is coming up so remember send us your spooky scary stories any current events you want us to look into we fuck with all those yeah um i'll get I'll, i mean blah, 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 blah. my boyfriend john has some interesting ghost stories he's ready to share with us so I can't wait to talk about those. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, follow us on Instagram at Killer Crime and Sister Time. You can email us stories too, or you can message or DM them to us on Insta. Yeah. Um, our personal accounts are linked in our bios, so if you follow yeah, us on there, you, you can know, just DM us on there too. Follow us on Insta. You can follow us on there. Personal plug. Cool. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Um, Starship. Yeah. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe to on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. I was Abba, Abba. Abba, 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 Abba. It's been a long day. I feel like it really has. I feel like though. I need a nap. See, but we haven't done anything. But we can get food and nap. Okay, but when we get food, I, anyway, you guys don't care. Okay, they might. <laughs> They might be hanging on to our every fucking word. We never know. They might be annoyed with us. us at this point. Who knows? <laughs> That's not my podcast. <laughs> this is my podcast. I do and say what I want here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hear every other podcast I listen to say that. So I'm saying it myself. <laughs> I'm standing my ground. This is mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, you guys. Um come at us on sunday we'll be on time we will be on time this time probably yeah so we will be on time and please send us your stories so we don't know you don't have to listen to us talk about ourselves the whole time yeah which i will do so don't yeah freaking test don't has i will not hesitate to only talk about myself <laughs> i will not hesitate. and the things i'm probably gonna end up buying tomorrow oh my so. god we're gonna spend so much money tomorrow i'm so excited to be broke thank god my husband doesn't listen to this because <laughs> yeah for he real. would be mad i know john would hella judge me but he doesn't listen either so <laughs> why do they not listen because they are the worst <laughs> it's literally like the thing where most proud of i know and they're like me assholes <laughs> <laughs> all right sassholes. they are sassholes okay we'll have a good right. weekend dish and we'll see you sunday <laughs> bye, bye.